2: continuing our run of having short broadcasts this week (laughs) what's that about oh yeah (laughs) great programming absolutely got a lot of stuff to cover the k-state women coming up bottom of the hour begins the coverage from bramlage as they take on oklahoma tonight mitch alluded to this earlier And I have to salute Jeff Mitty because he had a photographic memory of the last time Aoka Lee matched up with Oklahoma at Bramlage Coliseum. Halftime grabbing the stat sheet, I said to the staff, I said, you know, she got a chance to break Griner's Big 12 record because that was 50. And uh, she had 32, I think, in half or something. Um, and then my next recollection is just um, looking up at the scoreboard and seeing 58 and thinking that that looked really weird next to her number. So, yeah, then obviously the rest. I mean, I, I remember the play. I remember the, the you know, the, the make. Oh, I, I, I love that. It looked weird right next to her name. Yes. I, you know,
1: I hate when people use big fancy words and terms. I like when people talk my kind of
2: language and, that ah, is weird, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very uh, nice.
2: So the uh, Cats and Sooners are coming up uh, just after 6 o'clock. Yes, it is televised tonight, ESPNU, with that broadcast. But uh, Brian Smuller will have, of course, the radio cast coming up with coverage here at the bottom of the hour and more in-depth from Coach as he previews the matchup with the Sooners tonight. Big week, actually, for K-State in that aspect, because you have this matchup tonight being between a pair of 3-0 and conference teams, and then turn around and Texas is in town on Saturday afternoon, and that is a battle between teams that are in the top 15.
1: Oof heating up already in the big 12.
2: about the only reason that you would get me out of my apartment on Saturday is to go watch that game
1: <laughs> and that's gonna be a fantastic matchup um you know K State I, I really like the idea of um, for for this team getting some hard games in early getting some matchups in early. And test them. You know, and it's
2: interesting that it is playing out that way in comparison to, as we were discussing with D.Y. in the last hour, uh, the fact that the K-State men have themselves in a position where they can make some hay against teams that are a bit lower on the pecking order in the conference right now.
1: Kind of what they needed at the time. They don't need any more testing of their you know they don't need any more uh, of that they they need some uh, they need some team building stuff going on and i think not to downplay anybody in the big 12 because you know we saw it last night up in iowa mm-hmm. and, you know houston comes in and i mean wow that is a tough draw right away for you know the second game of your big 12 schedule
2: consider this The snow that we've had, Mm -hmm. and granted, not the temperatures that we're going to have coming up, but the snow having moved on, and so Ames, of course, was getting hit. I don't know what the attendance was last night. I know that they had been pitching for a shutout, or for a sellout, excuse me, and they expected it to be the type of an atmosphere that you wanted at Hilton, but minus students, of course. Sure. And that's part of what I think stands out to me the most about that game. While we want to talk about it being Hilton Magic, it wasn't your traditional Hilton-type game in that the students weren't there to raise so much noise.
1: They didn't even get the full experience and still got beat up there. Oh, boy.
2: And only scored 52 points. That's the part of it that really surprises me. Crazy. Is that they didn't are fifty three points? They did not play well offensively and got themselves down by double digits and just never were able to get back.
1: Welcome to the Big Twelve,
2: guys. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of those messages yeah. going. Yeah, that they were finding out that uh, that this wasn't the American. No. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Taking a look here, just trying to see if I could find a uh, find a uh, attendance number from last night. Uh, ta- 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 ta. Nope, 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 nope. Anyway, okay. It's it's not necessary, but you get the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm still stunned that Nebraska was so dominant over Purdue last night. <laughs>
1: are things clicking up in Cornhusker country?
2: They are, in a way that they have not clicked. And mm-hmm. can you think about this for the moment? Last year... When K-State and Nebraska tangled in Kansas City, all of the discussion at that point was was whether Fred Hoiberg was coaching for his job.
1: Yeah. Sure doesn't look like it now. It no. It sure looks like uh, they're about to
2: make a run. It, it has taken longer than everyone expected, mm-hmm. but it is now playing out as good as it could be for Hoiberg. Absolutely. About the only thing now that needs to take place is— for them to actually do something in the tournament,
1: yeah, and you know, Nebraska fans have to learn about basketball. That, I mean, <laughs> you can get the like the idiots guide, I guess. You know,
2: yeah, yeah, those kind of things.
1: <laughs> the last time I, I went up there for a basketball game, I went up for uh, uh, Poland's senior year. He scored twenty two points up there, and a uh, guy behind me kept yelling, "Double dribble! He's no. double dribbling!" And I was like, "Are you kidding me? He's not double dribble. It's just the best basketball player you've ever seen right. in your life. Right? Unbelievable. But the, good for them. I'm happy for them. My dad is a big diehard Corn Huskers fan, and now he seems to be a what's that all about? Yeah, uh, he seems to be a huge. Uh, now he's a huge college basketball mm-hmm. insider, mm-hmm. And, you know, expert. Now all of a sudden."
2: So, 14,267 last night was the announced attendance at Hilton. Wow. So, you know, right at what would be, you know, on the line for a sellout. But, again, without having looked at any of the video from last night, I can't tell you how many spots there were that maybe were open or were not open. Wow. But, you know, credit again. So, two big upsets last night. And in the grand scheme of things, that means, well... Kansas is the next sucker. <laughs> Let's go. At number one. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because already this season, we have seen it cycle Arizona, Purdue, Kansas to start the year. Mm-hmm. Already among those three, it's cycled some. Houston never got to that spot. Nope. <laughs> Thought that they likely would have being unbeaten, but Purdue continued to hold them out of it. So already there's that much upheaval underway in in the game.
1: I love it. I don't want to see anybody go wire to wire. That's That's boring. I want to see some upheaval. I like it.
2: And the thing is, this year, because of the now format of the NFL playoffs, a lot of the attention that gets paid to college basketball doesn't kick in until february mm-hmm. the super bowl is a february game now crazy i know
1: was it's, a, i mean i can remember years it was the middle of january you know mm-hmm. it was january 15th
2: mm-hmm. crazy and so while those of us that you know are paying attention it's the it's the casual fans that don't have a feel yet for what is going on Mm -hmm. in the college game this year. We get to February, and it is going to be a crazy run to close out that month and get into March Madness.
1: Yeah, and so much pressure to close it out, and then you get to the tournament, and it's like, oh, even crazier.
2: Yes, (laughs) yes, and that's the thing that, makes it interesting to me right now is if we're seeing this much upheaval already night in night out i mean i i laugh at some of the things that i pay attention to from the guys who put the money down (laughs) and they're all frustrated right now because they can't get a feel on how to bet college basketball all of their standard Philosophies on how they've bet the game over the years, they're not working. Nope, they're not working. That upheaval has taken its toll on their stellar numbers, mm-hmm. which is also why I'm standing around with money in my pocket and not going, you know, I'm not putting down parlays right now. Yeah,
1: you look, you go, I'm staying away from that. Yep, exactly, away from that,
2: not going to touch
1: that, not
2: going <laughs> to go there. No.
1: I mean, even with like last night, as a perfect example, last night cats are down two at halftime. Yes. And you're like, you're looking, and the line, the money line didn't budge.
2: Well, and again, uh, D.Y. brought it up, Derek Young brought it up last hour on the uh, game tonight between Kansas and UCF. Mm -hmm. That line is six. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a sizable line in most cases, right. But you would think that the to be number one would have a much larger line behind them in this game, right. or a much bigger hill to have to overcome, if you will, in terms of being tabbed the winner. Because it's like,
1: what did anyone see last weekend? Thirty-four, nineteen. I think it was halftime. Yes, and that game was over. Yes, as far as I was concerned, as just a casual fan watching, I thought we these guys can't keep up with us. No way. And then they're at Allen Fieldhouse, right? Or are mm-hmm. they? In the six, oh no, 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 no. They're, they're down. They're, they're down
2: in, at UCF tonight. Six. It's just what? What's going on? Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Um. And and the the one that I will say has impressed me with its consistency to this point of the season when you look at the top five is UConn. Yeah. Won the national title a season ago, and they're 13-2 and right now. Yes. And you almost feel like maybe they are underrated.
1: Yes. Well, unsung is what I would think. Yeah. uh, UConn is, like I've said it before, they're like concrete. I respect what they do, but I don't really care about it. And they're very solid and very strong. And I just don't—there's just no
2: fanfare. When they won,
1: it was like, eh, yeah,
2: okay. Part of that is because we became accustomed to it with the three titles in the 90s. For
1: sure. For sure. But even they had a little bit of style and a little bit of personality. This team just was like, eh. It was just a ton of big guys. I don't know. It just is weird. (laughs) You know, Khalid Alameen, I mean, he was like cool. Okay. Yeah. You know, and then it's just, they had, of course, Jesus Shuttlesworth on the, you know, (laughs) it's tough not to be cool with a guy like him. Oh. Ray Allen. And, And back in the day, kids don't know this, but back in the day, That guy was cramming on people. He wasn't a Mm -hmm. three-point specialist. Mm -hmm. That guy was going and getting people, and they were fun to watch. Those Jim Calhoun teams, you were like, they
2: are definitely cheating, and it is fun to watch them. Conference to watch beyond the Big East right now. Mm. Would it surprise you if I told you the Mountain West? (laughs) After all, you had San Diego State with their success of a year ago. Last night— Colorado State gets knocked off by Boise, Mm -hmm. which, let's be honest, Taco Bell Arena cracks me up. Boise, Idaho, it's Taco Bell Arena. That's awesome. Well, it used to be Pizza Hut Arena. (laughs) They just decided to switch it corporate-wise. We'll just do the combo. Yeah, we'll just move it. Yeah, kind of like (laughs) Pop-Tarts instead of the Cheez-It Bowl. Um, But you have San Diego State, who appeared in the national title game a season ago. They're at number 19. Colorado State was 17 going into last night. San Diego State at 19, Utah State at 20. And unfortunately, they hammered my buddy uh, at Wyoming last night. Oh, no. But So you've got those three right now at the top of the conference. Frisky. Those are all frisky
1: basketball teams.
2: Yes. And two of them in the mountain region versus the guy (laughs) sitting out there on the coast in San Diego State who – has really developed again into another consistent ball club.
1: Is there anything more consistent re- in recent times than San Diego State just having a really solid basketball team? Mm-hmm. I mean, really. Every year, in a, year in and year out, it doesn't matter. They've got a group of guys that are going to go out and come get you. And it's fun to watch. It really is. I'm, I'm also, I thought Boise State, they have I, I thought that they were a bubble team last year. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, so but they're not they're not they weren't considered coming into this season a team that was gonna be no. like any no. good.
2: <laughs> no. Uh oh. you know, uh, Leon Rice wasn't expected to have anything beyond a middling ball club mm. this year out there. That said, consider that for a moment. All three of those teams are higher ranked than Gonzaga right now. Jeez. Oh, and also higher-ranked than Creighton. For good measure. We'll just throw that in there. And personally, I enjoy this. They're higher-ranked than Texas. Dang! Which needed a little bit of heroics last night to win against Cincinnati. They got West Virginia next. So it doesn't get any easier for the Mountaineers either. No, it doesn't. No.
1: It doesn't. And they, man, those guys... They are up against it over there. They really are. I know they are they have a lot of really talented pieces. Um, That battle kid is so good. He is awesome. And he shot the lights out last night, at least in the first half. Right. um, They sure have a really tough road. It stinks like, like they're trying to get something together, and they're now starting their big 12 schedule. Yeah. Yikes. Again,
2: gets back into that discussion of confidence in yeah. the locker room yep. that we had. Yep. That said, we will push all of that aside, get you ready for the uh, Cats and Oklahoma on the women's side in just a few. Dave will wrap things up by asking us anything as we close out this edition of The Game next. Before we get to Dave's questions, uh oh, I just want to note, uh we brought it up right at the start of the show nick saban announcing his retirement from alabama great tweet that uh, david hale at espn sent out there's an entire generation who has no clue life wasn't always great in tuscaloosa the decade preceding saban bowl bans losses to southern miss and ucf a coach leaving for atm
1: yeah and,
2: and another being sued following an affair with his secretary Man, is that a reminder.
1: Yeah, those things were not looking good for them. No. Would you rather have, as the, like, if we had to have, if Chris, Chris Kleiman took the Alabama job, let's say that, Oh boy, right? Would you rather have As a replacement, Dennis Franchoni ha! or or Nick Sabin with a really bad flu, like a, the flu. But he's st- <laughs> he's like laying down and we're asking him, okay,
2: what place should we call Listen, him? it worked for Hugh Freeze to coach from his hospital <laughs> bed. <laughs> if it worked for Hugh Freeze, it will work for Nick <laughs> Saban with the flu.
1: <laughs> no Franchoni, no wide open space. No, I
2: think Dennis kind of wore out his... Uh, is yeah. welcome Everywhere. in college football yeah <laughs> pretty much oh boy uh tomorrow we've got a full show on the docket tomorrow oh, wow. what a concept so yeah from four to six we'll be right here for it plus a drum tang show tomorrow night on Man. k-state basketball on the way next as the women get ready to match up with oklahoma this evening out at bramlage brian smoller Missy Hydrick on the call for you here on News Radio KMAN. I'll catch you in the morning. DG's over on that rock station tomorrow morning as well. Yeah. For Travion, for Mitch, and Mitch, and DY. <laughs> Have a great evening, everybody.